Hello, my little pot babies. Welcome to a very special episode of Own Goal Podcast. Coming to you live, well, live now, recorded when you hear it, from Dallas and Austin, Texas. We have our first ever end of season award show. So pop some popcorn, rip up a Slim Jim, and get ready for the Onies. But first... To the byline. It's in, it's an up goal! It's a gift! Oh, he's almost done well to get that in because he's ahead of the near post. It's almost behind him. Sticks his left leg out. It almost hits his heel. It goes straight into the bottom of the corner. Bottom corner of the net. Gets ahead of the ball. It's the inside of his car. Welcome to the Onis. We are very happy to uh, be a part of the Onis today. And as Eric mentioned, we are going to be going through a bunch of different award categories. Obviously, if you are at all familiar with the podcast, pretty easy guess at what the first award category is going to be. Well, I, I would like to make make a. I feel like. I've been on record several episodes talking about how pointless and stupid and ridiculous award shows are. No, no, no not award fun. shows, just awards in general. Awards in general. Eric believes we should all get a participation trophy. No, I <laughs> believe that we should just – I don't need 50 different award ceremonies for one goddamn season. That being said, we decided to look at the awards that really matter. And this is, this is an award show that gets the E-Gates 84 stamp of approval. God, that yeah, every <laughs> yeah, I just that voice is just so uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, Donnie, I know you want to jump into the first award. Absolutely, the really the most important award. And really, this is the most. We sh- some would say we should save the best award for the end, but that's just not how we do it on the Own Goal Podcast. We're saving the best award for first, and it's obviously Hot Guy of the Year, and the nominees are obviously Cristiano Ronaldo is going to be a nominee. I literally was on the guy's Instagram today, and he's just, like, sitting in a button-down shirt, shirtless, abs ripped. He's, like, fucking 35 years old. Looks better than I will ever possibly look, no matter what sort of enhancements I do. Um, you know, he won uh, the league title with Juventus. He won the first-ever UEFA Nations League. Cristiano Ronaldo uh, was a nominee. Did he win the inaugural hot guy? Oh, I guess, no, he was hot guy before we even had a hot guy of the week award. Yeah, he was the, part of the Hot 11. He was part of the Hot 11, and he was um, the title of our first World Cup recap episode. Yes. Yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, next Hawkeye of the award, we have Jack Grillish, the Aston Villa captain who got if them into... Huh? If you haven't seen... If, 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 dear listener, if you haven't seen a photo of Jack Grillish... Literally pause this episode and look, just Google him. Safe search off if you if, if you think you get lucky. I don't know. I but damn. I haven't watched porn in about two months. I just spanked it to his Instagram. <laughs> this is a gorgeous man. He really is magnificent. Um, who else to, you got, uh, Eric? To, to represent the uh, the vertically challenged people, Oof. we have Leo Messi. Phenomenal fucking soccer season. I, I I would say if this award was basically pure based purely on soccer, like the seasons one individual had, it would be hard for me to not give it to Messi. 
fortunately, we focus on the important things, and that is why this is one of the very few award categories Messi will ever be in as an underdog. True. Uh, or any type of height contest. <laughs> Uh, and then last, rounding out the categories, we have uh, Mathis De Leggett. Leggett. We'll then get to figure out how to pronounce his fucking last name. Um, just a really, really classically handsome, good-looks guy. And he's uh, 19, so you know he's got the Eric vote. He likes him he's young. He's 19, and his play on the field this season as the IX captain. Well, oh, oh. I know. He has been phenomenal. Uh, he just got a big money move to Juventus, which we'll talk about later. But So those are your four nominees. And the Oni goes to Jack Grealish. This, this was never in doubt. I honestly think if Cristiano ever heard of Ongo Podcast, yo, I know you're a listener, it's cool, bro, um, and found out that he finished second in any category, Hot Guy of the Year might be his like his least favorite response you know what i mean i feel like this would upset him more than a lot of second place finishes like this would accept him more than the five times he's finished second in the ballon d'or at least it would bother him maybe the third or fourth time he finished second in the ballon d'or yeah yeah uh but i mean jack relish we've talked about his looks but his play on the field was immaculate too and also for those of you who aren't as familiar with like the promotion relegation system when you get promoted from the championship to the premier league it gives your club so much money. It is absurd. I believe it's like 220-something million pounds Yep, for winning one game. Uh, so he, as the captain, led Aston Villa to promotion. Also, earlier in the season, we talked about him as the guy that uh, stormed the, uh, fan of the op- opponent team stormed the field, punched him in the head, and then later on he scored the game-winning goal. Jack Relich, not the fan. Yeah. Uh, just awesome mental fortitude, incredibly attractive. Looks great without a shirt. Had a His wonderful season, and I am so, I am going to be watching a, just a lot of Aston, more Aston Villa games than I've ever watched in my life <laughs> this coming Premier League season. All right, Eric, you want to get us to the next award category? Yeah, this takes us to the, the next award category, which is uh, Cuck of the Year. Um if next season's nominees goes similar to this season's nominees, we may just relabel this to JT Victim of the Year, but we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> JT being, of course, John Terry, uh, someone we desperately want to be a friend of the podcast. But like, not to a point where he's within 100 miles of anybody we know. Especially one another. Yeah. Um, uh, so first nominee is the uh, Aston Villa coach, Dean Smith. And thou who cucked him, JT. Next nominee is Jose Mourinho, who, after being fired when he was <laughs> fired by uh, Manu and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, was appointed to replace him. Manu instantly won like their next twelve games. However, uh, reality came setting in, and the entire Man United squad realized what mental midgets they were. Uh, third nominee is everyone who has ever been within 100 miles of aforementioned JT. Fourth nominee is Eric, because I'm considering doing another podcast on a completely unrelated subject, and I haven't even recorded an episode, but he feels like he's being cucked. 
Well, the reason I feel like I'm being cucked is you didn't tell me about any of this. You've already created the Google alias for said podcast, and I had to find it out through some expert sleuthing of my own. You didn't do any sleuthing. I'm too, I'm too fucking stupid to hide it. Is... Aston Villa coach Dean Smith by John Terry. And if you're wondering why we went with this one over, I think, the close runner-up being everyone who's ever been around JT... If you watch that that promotion game, they showed JT at least thirty times alone. It it would be like imagine watching um, the Patriots play a football game and the camera shows the Patriots' offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator more than they showed Bill Belichick. Like seven times more than they showed Bill Belichick. I think we saw. And that the only times they showed Bill Belichick is if that said coordinator was in the same shot. Yeah, we saw like 30 solo shots of JT, and like, I'm not complaining. No, very, very handsome individual. We saw like five uh, joint shots of JT and Dean Smith, and then I think we saw maybe one solo shot of Dean Smith. And after the game, I literally asked Donnie, hey, who is the guy that coaches with JT? Not even that JT coaches under, just like who coaches with him. So I think that fact that I, who follow soccer pretty closely – had no fucking clue who that guy was. Yeah, that's a that's just a bad look for Dean Smith. And especially you know, for his sake, when you win promotion, too. this is a weird thing to wish for someone, but I truly wish this for Dean Smith. I hope his wife is not hot. <laughs> because then he's been cucked in more ways than one. Yeah. And I don't I don't wish that on people. I do laugh when it happens, but I don't actively search for it. Okay, Eric, you want to uh, introduce our next award? Oh, yeah, the Oni's going to Dean Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, weirdest story of the year. Uh, the wow. personal pod favorite category yeah. because the nominees for this one are all fantastic. Stacked. You could say that anyone would. Act, you could make an argument for anyone to be a deserved winner. And and we we there was I think some conversation about this. Oh, there was controversy. <laughs> There were tears. There were dildos thrown. That's uh, so, another story that could have gone in, by the way. <laughs> um, our our first nominee is the Turkish Love Triangle. And if you don't, re- if you missed the episode <laughs> where we covered this, I honestly think we spent maybe thirty minutes in the cold open talking about the fucking Arturian, uh Turkish pop star, Turkish prison. Uh, 12 years in a Turkish prison. That's what it was. Donnie, do you want to talk about this one at all? I know that you really enjoyed it. So basically what you have here is Arda Turin, the former Barcelona winger, he walks up to this Turkish pop star's wife, right? And the Turkish pop, and he goes up to the Turkish pop star's wife and he's like, you're very pretty. If you weren't married, I wouldn't let you get away. Obviously the pop star, who is Turkish, if I haven't mentioned that already, was not okay with that, and they got into a physical altercation, and uh, one way or another, the Turkish pop star's nose was broken, most likely by Arda Turan. So, later, Arda Turan goes to the hospital where the Turkish pop star, Sahin, was taken to, and Arda pulls out a loaded gun and hands it to Sahin, the Turkish pop star, as an apology, and says, shoot me if you want. Obviously, the Turkish pop star is not a sociopath and does not shoot a guy for breaking his nose and hitting on his wife. That's what you call a disproportionate response. (laughs) 
uh, Arda takes the gun back and quote unquote accidentally fires it at the floor of the hospital. Now, I have a theory, as discussed on the, the previously mentioned episode, that I think Arda wanted Sion to shoot him so he could then claim he was shot intentionally to get the Turkish pop star arrested, and that way Arda could make a pass at the wife again. Also, how flattered... I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but the wife has to just feel like the hottest woman alive. Like, there are people in hospitals going to prison shooting guns over her. Like, she was like, yeah. this is straight up Helena Troy shit. But, like, the Arda line is way too aggressively creepy. If you weren't <laughs> married, I wouldn't let you get away. That's, like... <laughs> that's fucking... That's bad. No, obviously, I was... Yes, that is obviously not an appropriate thing to say to anybody. But... But, yeah, that was a fucked up weird and that, that's just the first nominee yeah uh second nominee we have the story of soccer player shiva and zigu who doctored his age so that he could run around with an under 17 squad when he was like 22 um whose dad ritually sacrificed his mother so that he could be a professional soccer player and then shiva and zigu himself claimed that he's had sexual relations with his sister and his aunt. I just, I don't even know what to do with it. And yeah, all, all of this, the, the source of this entire story is a YouTube video of Shiva and Zigu. Yeah, like, I don't even know how to respond and dive deeper into this because, like... I don't want to dive deep into this. I don't yeah, want to unpack this. The doctoring his egg thing, it's like, oh, this is not common, but definitely been done before. Whoa. <laughs> ritual fucking sacrifice yeah that's something uh so that's that that, that story is a whole host of of fucked up yeah speaking of fucking uh hey, gates why don't you introduce this next nominee honestly a personal favorite of mine uh if you recall earlier in the year or in the season there was a incident in a league one which would be the third division in uh in england where a stadium during halftime somehow, quote-unquote, accidentally started airing Babe Station, which would be a British porn channel. And the game was Bristol Rovers v. Crawley Town. And if there was ever a porn soccer team name, it would be Crawley Town, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the... Bristol Rovers claimed that someone had a universal remote and was able to over to hack their uh, their screen and basically stream porn for everyone. My my biggest disappointment for last season is that we did not have some like masked uh, vandal going from stadium to stadium just putting porn on on, on the TV. That, that was, was where I thought. That's where I thought we were going to end up with just like this porn epidemic, and it never happened. <laughs> but maybe epidemic. next year. Um, the next nominee, another story from Turkey, is which this... we've said is the best soccer league in the world. Oh yeah, I, st I stand by that. <laughs> this guy in the Turkish third division went on the field with a razor blade, and was caught stabbing his opponents on the field. 
What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Who goes around stabbing people? Yeah. This on one, a soccer field. In general, honestly. Obviously like, in general, too. But for some reason, it's more heinous to me that it was in a sporting context. That's fair. Yeah, that one was just... That was, that, that's the disturbing level. That one and uh, and Shiva's are the, the disturbing stories. Um, we also wanted to throw out an honorable mention for that time Andre Arshavin was was found leaving a Russian strip club on horseback, which he did not arrive on. <laughs> which means, one, the, the horse was a part of the strip club, which makes me think it's one of those sex show places. Eric, do you know what a sex show is? Don't patronize me, you bastard. I'm just, I'm just saying one person on this Stop podcast me, you asshole. didn't know that selling virginities was a thing. Uh, two, or he just show up straight up, stole someone else's fucking horse. But that three, that means that somebody else would have rode a horse to the strip club. Honestly, I think if you are in Russia, that is the only way to go to the strip club is horseback. That's probably how Putin does it. Gates, you want to announce who the Oni goes to for Weirdest Story of the Year? Yeah, the Oni, just out of pure absurdity, goes to Shiva and Zigu of the Doctor Age virtually sacrificing and um, familial relations. Shiva, if you would like to claim your uh, Oni, please contact E-ga- at egates84 <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, please do it on Twitter and not not my other avenues of contact. I'm okay with that. All right. Um, and Babe Station, if you if you want to increase your your reach, wink wink, uh, throw us some some sponsorship money. Oh yeah, Babe Station, we have plugged you so many times on this plug- podcast. Babe uh, Station's used to plugging. <laughs> Gross. I kind of regret that one. It's gross because it sounds like pegging. <laughs> Do you know what pegging is? Can you please leave me alone? No, answer the question. Do you know what pegging is? Yes, I'm aware. Okay. Um, now, the next Oni category is most outstanding drama. Eric, would you like to take us through the nominee, the first nominee? Yes. Yeah, people may recall something that I feel like we're not talking about as much anymore now that the season's over. But during an FA Cup game, yep, when Maurizio Sarri, prepping for penalties, wanted to sub out uh, Kepa Alriza blah 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 blah, and bring in whoever their backup was, it was a really Caballero, yeah. And Kepa straight up refused to walk off the fucking pitch. I have... and Sarri refused to back down. It was the most disturbing thing. Like, he just stayed on the field. He just, like, they said sub out, and he just said no. And, like, some of his teammates were, like, agreeing with him while it was happening. Others were trying to tell him to leave. Sorry's just chain-smoking, ripping cigarettes, screaming at Keppa, and Keppa's just shaking his head no. It was... I've never seen professional sports, a professional soccer game like that. Yeah, that was definitely a weird one. And honestly, Kepa kind of came out on top because if, if you fast forward a few months later, one of them is still at Chelsea and one of them isn't. Yeah, well, one of them they paid like $80 million or $60 million to sign and the other one they didn't, but yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. They may have paid that much in cigarettes, dude, the way Sorry rips those cigs. 
Dude, somebody should just buy him a jewel already. <laughs> Dude, he is like a 60-year-old Italian man. He's not going to be smoking a jewel over some, like, unfiltered cigarette. <laughs> um, the next drama, and this is a weird one, and I'm still waiting to see how this is going to play out in the transfer window, is Accardi, phenomenal striker for Inter Milan, loses the captaincy, loses his spot on the squad, his agent wife, who he kind of cucked another man for, <laughs> that's a story for a different day. Uh, is telling him is like saying that he wants to leave, and that that just that just played out for like the second half of the entire season. It, it wasn't until like the final month that he was back in the squad, and then even then he wasn't necessarily starting. It was and for who someone who was their their most talented player of of the last couple of seasons, it was baffling, and like I mean, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously, we were aware that, that he had stalled on signing a renewal. Uh, him and the club were butting heads. But for just him to be stripped of the captaincy because of, you know, uh, a future season's renewal stalling, and then to just be – sometimes it was reported he was sent home from the squad. Other times it was reported they were calling him up and he was refusing to come. It was baffling. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where Icardi goes because you're just going to think that it's a toxic situation for both him and Inter Milan. Um, speaking of toxic, the final nominee for most outstanding drama is Neymar with literally everyone in his life. Yeah, uh, we started this podcast, like, originally. One of the very first anti-things we had was an anti-Neymar podcast. Uh, I'm not proud of this, but we were anti-Neymar before we were on the record being anti-slavery. Yes, but I do feel like we were, we as, our, as people have been anti-slavery long before we ever knew about Neymar. Which is why I worded it exactly the way I did. Yeah. Um, but to help ourselves feel better, the world has joined us in our anti-Neymar sentiment. Oh, yeah. The, like, Neymar is right now, like, like saying he doesn't, like, he's basically said he wants to leave PSG, like, multiple times, how he was happiest at Barcelona how he loves Messi, he's playing beach volleyball, he's just not showing up to anything for PSG. Neymar's just being classic classic Neymar, honestly. <laughs> Donald, tell the people who's won. The, the Oni for most outstanding drama goes to the Kepa Versari saga, because what in the actual fuck was that? Honestly, a bit of a surprise that Neymar not winning this category, but honestly, but like, we really, I mean, we, Neymar's not a winner. No. Not unless he has Messi. Yeah, that Kepasari thing was fucking nuts. So Donald, I know you want to introduce the next category. Yeah. So this is so you know, we record this podcast and I have a colorful mouth. I talk about absurd things. Eric likes to talk about absurd things too, but sometimes I I think I cross the line and not in a mean spirited way. But I just for the sake of humor I cross the line and Eric has to rein it in being the uh Kremlin that he is. I don't think someone is the Kremlin. Well, you're censoring me in a very Kremlin-like manner. You are the embodiment of the Kremlin. If the Kremlin was a human being, it would be you. I'm the Kremlin Gremlin? <laughs> the Kremlin Gremlin. So this is the nominee of things Eric vetoed from me saying on the podcast. And there are two nominees, uh, two nominees here. One... There are more, but honestly... There are too many to remember, and these are the two that really stood out. These are the two that had a chance of winning. <laughs> these are the two that are very egregious. Uh, during the whole Thai cave saga... 
I wanted to name the episode Tie Holes, and Eric would not let me. Outside of the the first 15, 20 minutes where we talked about the tie cave situation, it was, as you'd expect, a rather sexual podcast. And, like, in Donnie's credit, Tie Holes would have been a really fitting episode title. But in my credit, no fucking way. Yeah, so that was Nick's. And honestly, I'm happy that he vetoed that. The other one was that uh, a, a retired female soccer player made some re- absolutely ridiculous comments. And I clapped back by referring to her anatomy in a certain way. And uh, Eric went ahead and vetoed that too. Yeah, that was, that was, that was I think, the one time this season where I was so adamant on an edit that it didn't even matter to me that you had that you wanted to keep it It, when we actually did it no and once again i think you did the right move when when you choose to veto me (laughs) you're ultimately doing the right thing but (laughs) i will say most of the time when you veto me there's a pause in the recording and a lot of laughing (laughs) um and obviously i I mean but like also i think and and just so the, the audience is aware we are we are self-censoring how we're even talking about this second nominee. Yeah, because Eric gave me a script of words I could use to describe it and was very clear with me that I could not deviate. And the temptation has been strong. But the Oni obviously goes to the time that Eric wouldn't let me reference the anatomy of a retired female soccer player. And honestly, some of you listening might know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Now, I- now we get to go to... My oh, do you want to keep talking? No, I was gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the rest of the episode now. This is all you. Yeah, if you want to leave, that's fine because I'll I'll talk for an hour on this next category. Oh boy, Donnie's worst moments of the year. Donald, do you want to lead us off with the uh, the category? <laughs> I really don't, but I will. <laughs> Obviously, the first one that was just really rough is just Manu. After me, like, riding them off with Mourinho, and then Solskjaer starting so well, just Manu finishing where they were always going to finish in sixth place was just, now it's crushing. That one, that one hurt. Speaking of crushing and, and hurting, how about Man Shitty winning the Premier League? That was the hurt that I've had to experience a lot recently. And I think it's a solid, you know, nominee, but we kind of knew it was coming. You know, like, yeah. like, like. Pretty early on, we knew that either Shitty or Liverpool were going to win. And, and I would have they, rather Shitty'd win any day exactly. of the week. So, like, I think that, that tempered some of the hurt. Until? What's the third category? For oh, a nominee. Liverpool winning the Champions League. <sighs> I would sacrifice one of my children for Liverpool and never win another Champions League. One of my yeah. own babies that I don't have yet. That's how visceral of a response he had to the third category, to third nominee. And some would argue that the favorite for this category hasn't even been named yet. I, 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 I'm not even saying what the, what the next one is. The final nominee for Donnie's worst moment of the year is, uh, your love, you know, audience, your, one of your favorite co-hosts, uh, that'd be me, Eric, getting more UCL champions league, Round of 16 predictions correct than Donnie. It was that Ajax prediction, you know? 
I was 31. I was literally 15 for 16 from the group stage to the round of 16. 15 for 16. How did you do in the round of 16? 15 for 16. Man. It's pretty good. <laughs> then it just really, really got <laughs> fucked after that. <laughs> hey, Donald. Yeah. It's only fitting for you to announce the winner. <laughs> that only for my worst moment of the year. And... If you if you don't know me, you'll not understand how this is the worst moment. But don't 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 ever question my love for Man U or my hatred for City or Liverpool. But stronger than that is just how petty I am. <laughs> and the worst moment for me was Eric getting the round, doing better on the round of sixteen Champions League predictions. That was honestly, that was maybe the low point of the last twelve months of my life. Was that our calendar shoot bet? Yep. And we got to we have to start. It's the year is starting to wrap up. So if we want to do it for twenty, have a twenty twenty calendar, yeah. we need to start shooting. Well, I think we'll, let's try to do it. I, I was thinking let's try to do it for the 2019-2020 season, so it can start in August. Okay, then and we then really go. need to get moving. All right. All right. Uh, this takes us to the next Oni, which is Eric's worst moment of the year. <laughs> this was a, a category that we kind of shoehorned in last minute because. It really doesn't need nominees, seeing as it was literally the entire fucking season. Yeah. Like this, the, the, the curse of Eric ravished me this year. <laughs> Listen. The cur- it had its way with me. And Yeah. I mean, it I bent mean, you over and it... Some could say you were pegged. It, it took me through 12 years in a Turkish prison. Oh, man. I would not do well in a Turkish prison. <laughs> I mean, as you all know, um, Milan started bad, got good, shat the bed. My beloved Gattuso fired. Uh, the United States, like, <laughs> we don't even need to go into that. Um, and then Donnie and I had a, had a bet about whose team would finish higher in their prospective table. And uh, whoever <laughs> got lower would, would win. It was like five or ten bucks. And Donnie and I came to the realization that uh, Milan is going to miss Champions League and then they'll finish a spot below or a spot above United. And so I will miss out on what matters and still have to pay Donnie money. And lo and behold, coming down to the final literal weekend of games in Serie A, Milan failed to get top four, finished fifth, out of Champions League, one spot above Man United. Donnie waited like five minutes to request <laughs> goddamn blood money. Um, so that's how good of a friend he is. And uh, let's also not ignore the fact that Milan is as financially stable as a hooker with a crack addiction and had to come to an agreement with UEFA to ban us for a season so that we could maybe get our finances straight for the upcoming years. Or <laughs> it fucking blows. All right. And now for the other award, you know, we always focus on hot guys and men who are, have these immaculate bodies, but you know, we're not trying to put a negative body image for the young, for young boys listening to this podcast. And there's, we have an award for the thick boys too. So this is the uh, Thick Boy of the Year. I'll be honest, though. One of these nominees is not a positive image, but I'll get get to that one in a minute. And our nominees for Thick Boy of the Year are Luke Shaw, Gonzalo Higuain, and Wayne Rooney. Um, Luke Shaw, 
I think, what is a curious combination of thick boy and hot guy. Yeah, no, he's like in that category where he's like, it's like, Eric, you said this once about Wayne Rooney. I think it was before we even podcast. This was us talking. It was like, it was like three, four years ago, I think. I think we were still in college even. God, we're so fucking old. I don't want to talk about that. That's depressing. Um, you once said about Wayne Rooney, if he didn't play professional soccer, he would 100% be fat. And that, yeah. that is so true of Luke Shaw. If he wasn't a pro soccer player, he would be a big, he wouldn't be a thick boy. He'd be a big boy. Yeah. And I think, I remember like preseason, we were, there was talk about how, uh, Jose was fat shaming Luke Shaw and was being really, people being really tough on, on everybody's favorite thick boy from United. Uh, but Luke Shaw had a phenomenal fucking season. He really did. Great season. The same cannot be said for perennial dad bod Gonzalo 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 Iguain. Not only who, did he get replaced from Juventus by a guy who arguably looks like a Greek statue came to life <laughs> in Cristiano Ronaldo, but then he really was just sucking a cock at Chelsea. Well, don't forget about his six-month stint at Milan. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? I did forget about his six-month stint at Milan. I forgot that was this season. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he ate more uh, more donuts or gelato than he scored. Than, like he played games in Milan. Um, they shipped him off to, to Chelsea, and he did a whole, whole crock of shit there. Not a good look for somebody who's really past his prime. And obviously, obviously, we have to we had to include the OG thick boy Wayne Rooney, who has been to be his credit, he's older, but he's tearing up MLS. He is tearing up MLS. Uh, it is MLS, but some of the stuff he, some of the plays he, he's had this last year, some, dude, really some of his lost. free kicks have just been absurd. Or stripping the, an opponent of the ball. At, you know, inside his own half and playing a pinpoint perfect cross. He also scored a- this season from inside his own half. Yes, he did. I actually thought, though, his dispossession of an opponent and then pinpoint cross deep into stoppage time was even more impressive. But I agree, yeah. but technically that was last MLS season. Because MLS oh, isn't on the MLS- same calendar, it really fucks our awards. MLS blows. Well, well yeah. Um, Guess what, guys? We're not giving this award to Gonzalo, Gonzalo Iguain, and, and Wayne got fucked by MLS scheduling. So take a guess who the who the Oni goes to. Yeah, the Oni for Thick Boy there, Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw, if you're listening, please, please contact oh, us to collect your Oni. We love you. I've been defending you forever. He's been defending you for as long as you've been defending United. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's about right. Um, a couple of more to get to. We're gonna try to uh, move a little bit quicker because we're we're kind of. I don't. We don't want it to be, drag on the episode too much. We still have a lot to talk about after this too. Um, Eric, you want to ta- introduce the Space Jam Award? Yeah, everybody get up! It's time to slam now. Oh, is that uh, so have one? you heard that LeBron is having a trouble recruiting other NBA players for Space Jam too? <laughs> this is not an NBA podcast, however. Uh, so this is a, this Space Jam Award is a two-parter and it's linked. So we're going to announce both parts together. Um, the first part is. Who had their powers drained, like MJ and Charles Barkley? No, MJ never had his powers players. drained. Oh shit, you're right. Uh, Charles Barkley, Bugsy Bogues, and a bunch of other Patrick NBA Ewing. Players. There we go. Um, had their powers drained by the um, the Monstars, and then what player absorbed their powers? 
So our first nominee is Sergey Malinkovich Savage, who literally wrecked Syria two seasons ago and had teams trying to pay 80 or 90 million uh, euros or pounds for his services, and Lazio was rejecting those because they La- wanted. Lazio probably feels really stupid about that. He did not have a good season. He didn't have like a bad season, but he had a pedestrian season, as in someone like. He played well enough to be in a middling Serie A team that did not make Champions League. Yeah. And who absorbed his powers? This is the homer pick of the podcast, Weston McKinney. Also, my, my, who met my brother just a few days ago. Yeah, uh, at a F, uh, an SMU soccer camp, right? Yep. Uh, lo- local Texas uh, living legend, Weston McKinney, the heir apparent to Clint Dempsey's uh, throne as fantastically skilled midfielder, who also will not let Mexico fuck with his teammates. Yeah, love Weston McKinney. Just we love him. Uh, Schalke love him. He's played basically every position for them. And there's rumblings that he might be made the captain coming up in as a twenty year old. So ha- great season for. Cannot even drink legally in his home state. <laughs> uh, next, uh, power drained victim, Alexis Sanchez, who's the eighth highest paid soccer player in the world, by the way. Like he, he literally looks like he's just a, a husk with no like his body's there, but he himself is not there. Yeah, he and he just cannot play soccer. No, for, it's it, it, he looked it's, good for Chile, but not for Manu. It's been incredible in in a bad way to observe. Yeah, just like a complete loss of person. And who stole uh, his power? Luka Luka Jovic, the really exciting Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, attacking player who was purchased by Real Madrid. This uh, their first purchase of the of the window. He's a really exciting offensive player. Can make shit happen out in the wings. Can also move in centrally and and create or finish. Basically, remnants of what Alexis Sanchez could do. Not necessarily in his ball control and dribbling, but the way that you get the ball to him, he can make something happen. Yep. And then our last pair, um, Tottenham right back Kieran Trippier. And now Man United right back, Juan Basaka. Um, Karrion Trippier sucked this season, and Juan Basaka was phenomenal and got a huge, yeah. big money move to Man U. I mean, Trippier had a great World Cup and a great season leading up to the World Cup, but since then just really, really failed to impress. Lost his starting spot, had some injuries, whereas Juan Basaka was, I think, this season's right back you know a fullback revelation in the premier league yeah uh and the oni goes to katie sergey malinkovic savage and weston mckinney (laughs) all right um this is going to be our last award of the first annual onis we will do the onis every july from here on out this is the mental midget of the year award basically for sub for a, a team an individual that just completely utterly mentally collapsed another way to think about it is who shat the bed the worst yeah exactly and the nominees are Borussia Dortmund who had a massive lead at the Bundesliga who should have ran away with the Bundesliga title and just I believe they had a 12 a 12 point lead uh, halfway through the season yes 12 fucking points and then it was just bad I mean, they 
they basically bent over, dropped their pants, and let Byron do what they want to them. It wasn't even like a, a slow bleed, um, like slowly over the second half of the season. It was, you know, with two months left in the season, it became, it was obvious then, oh, yeah, Byron locked up the league. Yeah. Crazy. Um, the second runner-up, or I'm sorry, the second nominee. <laughs> well, spoiler alert. Spoiler! Who's winning the Oni. The second nominee is Barcelona for having a three-goal lead over Liverpool in the first leg of the Champions League semifinals and then just getting absolutely demolished in the second leg. And where where was the second leg? Anfield. Yeah, I mean, which I know some people will say you want to play at home, it's easier. But in the Champions League, having the ability to just knock in an away goal gives you such an advantage. It's and Barcelona, huge. Barcelona could not capitalize. It was shocking. And the third mental midget of the year is Fiorentino Perez, the president of Real Madrid, for allowing Zidane to leave, basically forcing Zidane's resignation and then begging for Zidane to come back. Oh, let's, well, we can go even further than that. Why did, why did he and Zidane part ways? Because uh, Zidane was furious of the thought of allowing Cristiano Ronaldo to leave, any, to leave Real. Fiorentino didn't give a fuck. He let Zidane leave and then sold Ronaldo and then figured out that he did not need to replace those goals or assists anywhere in his squad. He he mental midgeted twice in the same month. Yeah, because goal of game players in the modern game. You know, ever there are two people in a 10-year span who've been goal of game players and they just happen to be playing at the same time, ever? You get a goal of game player, you just don't let that go. Also, I feel like we didn't do Cuck of the Year justice. Fiorentino Perez 100% qualifies for nominee of Cuck of the Year. Cucked by Zinedine Zidane. And Cristiano Ronaldo. He was double cucked. <laughs> Feels so bad. And the Oni goes to... There's just... There's a clear no, winner. No question. You, they had a chance to supplant the dominant power in the Bundesliga. And Borussia Dortmund literally Dusseldorfed all over themselves. And more importantly, Christian Pulisic could have had a Bundesliga league winner medal. Well, they started losing. Um, well, he, he got supplanted by Jaden Sancho, which he had a great season. makes sense. And then they started – and then, you know, that went for a little bit. Then they started losing. And then they started playing both Sancho and Christian Pulisic. And that's where they actually ended the season with a fighting chance for the title. Yeah. Shocker. Um, okay. We're going to quickly, quickly go through just the biggest transfers – Real quick for you, um, one that just was official as of today, Mathis De Legit to Juve. That is going to be huge for them, and you got to think that makes them one of the two, at least one of the top two favorites for the Champions League. Yeah, I mean that paired with the other really big uh, transfer that we have talked about, which is Griezmann to Barcelona. Those two right there, Juve Barcelona, hands down the Champions League favorites. Uh, De Legit with Chiellini. I know. To, to tutor him and to show him the ropes. Ronaldo, uh, as he proved in both legs against Ajax when they were eliminated, Ronaldo will always get you one goal in a Champions League game. Always at least one. Yeah. And and, and if you play defense oh, and you have I, Ronaldo, you're, you're Gucci. And let's not forget about some of the, you know, the, the backups and support they just brought in with Aaron Ramsey for the midfield, just like as a casual free transfer. Yeah. Uh, Juve is going to be good. Uh, Griezmann. Also, also, I feel like sucks for Benucci. <laughs> yeah. Have fun on the bench, buddy. 
Well, they might. They'll probably play. I think three in the back. Yeah. Um. You got, but yeah. So we got Rodri from going from Atletico Madrid to Man City. We got yeah, for seventy million euros. That's a fat fee, by the way. Aaron Juan Bissaka to Man U. We talked about that. Uh, Atletico Madrid paid bank 126 million euros for this phenomenon, Jao Felix, who's supposed uh, to be of, of Portugal. He's like 18 years old. Uh, he played. He, he played. I think a couple of games in this summer's uh, or spring's League of Nations games. Yep. He's, they're saying he's supposed to be, you know, the next big thing out of Portugal. Yep. Uh, they also bought Kieran Trippier for 25 million pounds. Good bit of business there. Tottenham signed their first ever players in 517 days, and they did it on the same day. Yeah, but like, let's not forget they got uh, what's his name back from injury two years ago, and that was basically like a signing, <laughs> Lucas Mora. So <laughs> he did help them get to the Champions League final. To be fair, actually, that's fair. Yeah, that is true. He also eliminated Inter Milan from the Champions League, which was nice. Um, oh. Uh, but yeah, they they signed uh, like Tangay Indomitable, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah, he's from good. That's a good signing. It's a great signing. Uh, club record, sixty five million pounds. I think it's I think it's a good buy even for that price. I agree. This guy has been indomitable in the midfield. Yeah, and they also got some young winger Jack Clark from Leeds United. So we'll see if that kid ever pans out. Buffon making a I believe it was a free transfer. Yep, back to Juventus. Picking up his old jersey number when he was back at, I think it was Parma, when he started, the number 77. Yes, uh, interesting story here. The, the current number one jersey belongs to Chesney, who's kind of their starting goalie, sort of, at Juve. Um, he offered the number one to, Juvent, to Buffon. Buffon, being one of the classiest individuals to ever grace the game, said no. Chiellini offered the captaincy to Buffon. Again, Buffon, being one of the classiest individuals in the game, said no. Speaks just volumes of his character. No ego. And I I believe I believe the thought is for a lot of the big games, Chesney's going to start. Buffon's there as a leader, as a locker room guy, as a mentor, because they've, they've been bringing in a lot of players. I think they want somebody like Buffon to show the new guys the, like the Juve way. Uh, and so you know, in terms of locker room presence, you know Buffon's got a big swinging dick. Yeah. Like, just an like, Italian like, sausage. Like, <laughs> metaphorically and in actuality. Just a big locker room presence. A uh, couple of trampers we're still waiting on. There's been a lot of rumblings of Maguire to United. I think I think this transfer will happen. I just think it's going to be for some, like, it's going to be, give it, like, a week and a half, and it'll happen. I think you guys are going to pay more for Harry Maguire than you've paid for Mathis de Legit. 1,000% yes. We're going to pay at least 80 million pounds for Harry Maguire. And that sucks. It does suck, but he's better than all of our current starting of course. centerbacks. You, 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 can't, you can't look at it just comparing two different players. The scenarios are very different. It's just that is what it's going to be. For this entire season, he, Harry Maguire will be, will be compared to how he performs against de Legit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but hey, that'll make the menu team a little hotter, though, so I'm okay with that. That's fair. Uh, Neymar to Barca. Uh, Neymar, we talked about incredibly unhappy, pushing for a move away. Barcelona was just reported today, offered 90 million euros plus um, PSG's pick of two players, 
and the list included the likes of Osamani Dembele, uh, midfielder who I'm blanking on. Rak- oh, even uh, Rakitic, Ivan Coutinho. Rakitic. Yeah, Coutinho, and I think a couple other unlisted players as well. Yeah. If I'm PSG, I take that deal in a heartbeat. 90 mil, Osimane Dembele, who's a young French national, and Rakitic to help provide for my front three of Mbappe, Dembele, and Cavani. Fuck yeah, I'm taking that. I would take that deal in a heartbeat. Why fucking keep Neymar? He sucks. Plus, eventually Mbappe is going to want to leave, and you're going to make an ass ton of money on that sale. Literally, we have said it on this podcast. Mbappe will be the first half a billion dollar player. I believe it. Uh, Also, I'm hearing dark horse candidate to rescue Neymar from 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 PSG. Juve. Interesting. If they were to somehow make that deal and stay within financial fair play, it would be shocking. But they would also have to be the easy favorites for the. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one we're waiting on is Gareth Bale to literally anywhere but staying at Real Madrid. Uh, Zinedine Zidane has made his opinion clear. Gareth Bale's going to just keep playing golf and taking checks, which if I was in his position, fair play. He's won the Champions League a couple times. Like, You're never going to win the Ballon d'Or in this, in this age with Ronaldo and Messi being your contemporaries. That's just like – so it's like, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't necessarily blame him. Yeah, I mean, he's living in Madrid. Yeah, he's, he's – he says he wants to fight for a spot, but I'm wondering if he's just – he knows that any move he would make would, I think, require a reduction in wages. And, a, and an increase in effort. <laughs> he's pulling the Alex Moran from Blue Mountain State right now. Great reference. All right, my little pod babies. Now it's time for some soccer news. I just hate that you did that. But uh, kind of going along with Eric's voice, a man is being sued in Iran – by 23 different women for sleeping with them while pretending to be Lionel Messi. And to his credit, he does look a lot like Lionel Messi. Yeah, I'm wondering if he just, like, do you think he just, like, would walk around in a Lionel, in a Leo Messi jersey and just be like, I'm Messi? <laughs> no, that's 1,000% what he's doing. And these Persian women are just throwing the puss at him. Yeah, I mean, I have no issue with this lawsuit. If you're just like, you know what though, if you're willing to sleep with someone on that such a superficial like basis, I get like the fraud and the trickery, but like they, they by making this lawsuit, they're also inherently admitting they only slept with him because they thought he was messy. And also, and, that, he's, like, and Messi's a married man. This is well known. And also that a married man with like two or three kids, but also that like even though he looks a lot like Messi, that they are they are like enamored by Messi but don't know what he actually looks like or that he's like actively in camp right now or you know or like, we're sleeping with him during the year when he was actively playing soccer <laughs> not in Iran. Iran um Arjen Robin has ret- called it a career he's retired uh he had a fantastic career um bit of a choker in finals most importantly the 2010 World Cup which he just Wesley Schneider played maybe the greatest pass I've ever seen. If if in real if, life and porn. If if Robin had scored, would have been the greatest pass. No no no! I didn't say it was the greatest assist I've ever seen. I said it was the greatest pass I've ever seen. I understand, but I I like your take. It it values the pass 
regardless of the goal, but the pass does not get the renown and credit it deserves because Robin fucked up the goal. Yeah, okay, fair. Um, this is a horrible story, but somebody broke into Daniel Sturge's L.A. house and stole his dog, Lucci, and a couple of bags of shit, like stuff. Uh, yeah, but he was only... He, was he only... only gave a shit about Lucci, who's a very cute dog, by the way. He literally posted a video pleading for the dog to be returned. It was returned. The police concluded that people who returned the dog had nothing to do with the robbery. And I'm just so happy that Daniel Sturge yeah. got Lucci back. Also, I had no idea he had a, a house in the States. I don't know if it was just a summer house he was renting or if it's his house house. Uh, it makes sense because they're doing summer camp, yeah. But anyways, it was really fucked up, but at least the right people found the pup and turned him in. Um, Really, really cool story. Well, again, this is not the cool part of the story, but Argentina is suffering cool. yeah. a cold period, which means that there's a big food shortage, and Leo Messi's family restaurant in Argentina is providing free hot meals for the poor, and that's just an awesome move by Messi and his family to do yeah. that. And I I'm mean, sh- we, 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 we poke fun at Messi a lot, but we've never argued against him, like, you know, the stuff he does as a person. Yeah, and in a little bit, we're about to really poke at him a, a lot, but he is a good, he's like a good humanitarian. He's not a bad guy by any means. Yeah, yeah. He's just <laughs> bad. He's just his bad. person is a bad guy. <laughs> Mario Balotelli is being questioned by the police after paying a man to drive a moped into the sea. That is all I know about that story. Um, it was paying a man. He bet the guy that he wouldn't do it. Uh... He bet the guy like $1,500 or something that he wouldn't drive a moped straight into the water. That like And like they were like – they were right there. I, don't See, know I created this huge me. elaborate backstory where he used the moped to kill a prostitute and he was paying the guy to drive the moped into the sea to cr- to get rid of the evidence. And now I'm just really disappointed. Also, I, it, it, was it the sea or was it – I thought it was like a, a river or maybe – maybe it was a bay. Maybe it was a bay or something like that. Uh, but yeah, Bodies of water are not my specialty. He and his friends, I think, were like drinking, you know, having a good time. And they were walking around. And I, where, where I wasn't clear was if he bet a friend but they randomly ran into a stranger and bet some like unknown dude to do what do this either way crazy story but kind of fitting for the guy who was known as the why always me yeah and lastly juventus juventus has created an exclusive partnership with the soccer game pro evolution soccer pes so in fifa 20 they will be called piemont calcio yeah um now actually to some actual soccer Copa, quick Copa America recap. Brazil, without Neymar, mind you, which Eric and I were on the record in for the last World Cup saying Brazil's a better team without him, uh, won the Copa America by beating a plucky Peru in the final. They beat Argentina in the semifinals on their way where Marquinhos man-marked Messi and admitted it was very difficult man-marking him while struggling with diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, um, great look for Marquinhos, honestly. Uh, Bad look Messi, for Messi. Messi, not not a good look in this tournament. He uh, he got red carded. Uh, he constantly spoke out about how this entire tournament was rigged and that they made it so Brazil would win no matter what. And, and I watched. I want to comment on that real quick. I watched a lot of the games for this Copa America compared to most Copa Americas, and I never really got a sense that like there were like such blatant calls being missed or one way or the other. I just I I honestly did not. I have. In, 
to be honest, I have watched Barcelona games where I thought they've gotten way more questionable penalty calls when they're struggling to score. And I was way more suspicious about that than I was about anything in this Copa America. Just my honest opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's a similar response to Thiago Silva, who said when Barcelona came back against PSG, lots of calls went Barcelona's way, but PSG didn't complain. I think you have to show respect. And Thiago Silva, a uh, very, I think, classy, respectful player. One of, yeah, another really class act of the game. Uh, Danny Alves, his friend, spoke out kind of against Messi, saying that, as did Brazil's coach, as did Marquinhos. Uh, I don't know if it was before or after his diarrhea episode, but... And with that, we're just going to do... This one last thing we have to do, and it's the Gold Cup recap, and it fucking sucks to lose the final to Mexico. It fucking sucks. In the, the manner in which we lost to Mexico, one nothing. where we, I think, played, we outplayed them in the first half, and they dominated us in the second half. Uh, Tata Martino actually made second half adjustments, not just subs later And not in the just game, adjustments but- to his bra either. Yeah, he, he made halftime tactical adjustments, whereas MLS Greg did not, and New Mexico literally dicked on the United States in the second How half. do you throw in a left back into a game with 10 minutes to go when the only thing you need is a goal? Well, even beyond that, um, when it was 0-0, started making subs that were very defensive-minded in the first place. I didn't realize that we were going to be a, a, a nation that would, would try to go for extra time and penalties. Yeah, bringing on Roldan for J- Jared Morris instead of Tyler Boyd. It was fine if you wanted to sub Morris, but you had Tyler Boyd who had been crushing it for your tournament. Tyler Boyd with fresh legs running at defenders? Yes, please. No, instead we bring somebody who's going to slot into the midfield. Yeah, it's just he's just really, really terrible substitutions. I mean, his tactics were just questionable throughout. And why this is problematic is we really have a really talented group of players coming through. And they need a coach who's going to be able to foster that talent and get the best but, eleven out there. And it's it's not. We going also to be need a, we need a coach who's going to call that talent up too. Like his his substitution selections, I think, were endemic of his roster selection issues, which just shows his poor judgment of talent. Yeah. Um, hey, Doc, who surprised you? I will say this: Aaron Long, being an MLS center back, did not play like it. He was really good. He had a great reading of the game. He was phenomenal in the air. Aaron Long really surprised me. And a couple, he's been linked to a, couple, a move to Turkey and a move to the Premier League, which I would love that because he really, you know, we shit yeah. on the MLS a lot. We shit on MLS players. Aaron Long did not play like an MLS player at the Gold Cup. Uh, Aaron Long, who I think two years ago was playing like the NASL or UCL or something, uh, got a trial with Red Bulls. Last season was the uh, MLS Defender of the Year. Played really well, being linked with interest uh, in Europe, especially the Premier League. I'm seeing some rumors that New York doesn't want to sell, uh, but hopefully, you know, maybe it can be like a Tyler Adams item where it became evident he's going to leave and New York just needs some time to get ready to make the sell. So I don't know if we'll see him leave now, but the winter transfer is a perfect time for MLS clubs to sell and not not risk their their current ongoing season. Yeah. Um, moving forward, I think I still, you know, I still want to see our full team with Yedlin in the lineup, John Brooks in the lineup, Tyler Adams Adams. as a mid. See, that's another thing. He better have, if Yedlin is healthy, he better play Yedlin as red back and not Tyler Adams at right back and play Tyler Adams in the midfield with McKinney and Pulisic. I wonder if he's going to try to make, uh, Yedlin play left back. No, make Reggie Cannon play left back. 
I understand. Reggie Cannon was one of the other guys that really that pleasantly surprised me. Uh, we've been in on the Cannon for a while, uh, but I don't see a way where you sit a healthy Yedlin. But all the talk we have is from the camp is that Berholder wants Adams as his right back, which I just yeah. So moving forward, I think we're about to enter a, a, a like a four to eight year period. Whereas might be our, the most talent we have on a single roster, and I kind of would rather we suck really bad like this year, Burholter get fired, and we get some other manager who will actually play the talent. Yeah. Um, and on that note, this has been Own Goal Podcast episode thirty-two. Sucks to end things on a sour note after such a fun episode, but that's been this year of soccer, my friend. Yeah, but in a month, the new season starts. Um. Please follow us on Twitter at Podcast. You can email us, ownglepod at gmail.com. You know, please listen, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review would be nice. A four-star review would be nice. Please, if you're going to give us anything below, just please don't even review us. Um, but uh, tell a friend who likes soccer about the podcast. Or tell a friend who likes hot guys. Oh, yeah. This is a – remember, this will always be a hot guy podcast disguising – itself as a soccer podcast and with that bye i was sitting wishing in this barren desert wasteland all alone hoping that mirages were in some type of scene i've come to know she whispered closely told me this is all that we could ever be None of me would be the enemy and destroy our destiny. Cause our love is a battlefield, and I'm a soldier made of steel. And I'll fight until the end, shall wounds always bend, oh no. I'm on camp here tonight. And I'll win you love, 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 if you're ready for war. I'll run the sun, 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 just surrender your